Welcome to Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here today. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word. For more information about our church, follow us on social media or visit our website, gatewayhome.com. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Uh, the notes are going to be up here, maybe a little inconvenient if you're on this side and you can't see, but you can actually always go to Version. You can click on the events tab, and then we're one of the live events. We have all of our notes on there for you, so if you want to click there on your app or even online, you can do that. And we're in a series called Beyond, and we've been focusing on, really, in the same way that we experience life through our natural senses, God has actually given us spiritual senses that we're supposed to see whenever we come into a relationship with him. And 1 Corinthians 2.9 has been our anchor verse. And it says this, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined. So it's beyond what we can see, it's beyond what we've heard, and it's beyond what we can imagine, what God has prepared for those who love him. But I want to continue in verse 13, because it gives us an even clearer picture. It says, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, and that's how we're supposed to live using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual, and this isn't like a New Age spiritual, this is actually people who know God, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For, those, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. And last week, we talked about what it meant to see spiritually and have spiritual eyes. Today, we're going to discuss having spiritual ears to be able to hear in the Spirit and hear God's voice. So the title of today's message is Change the Channel. Change the Channel. Now, the same way I did it last week, I'm going to do it today as well. There's some little-known facts about our ears. And I, just, I, th- I thought this was interesting. Your sense of balance actually lies in your ears. That's why whenever your ears are, you've gone on a plane, your ears, you feel like there's so much pressure there, you feel a little bit dizzy or vertigo, whatever it is, it's actually an auditory system function that gives us our balance. And I don't think it's coincidence that in the spiritual, this is the way that we're supposed to live by faith. And we're going to talk about that in a second. That's what gives us our life. That's what gives us life in the spirit. The second thing is our ears are actually always working. There's never a time where you can't hear, but here's what happens when you go to sleep. Your brain actually tunes out the noise. It shuts down the noise so that you're able to sleep unless there's danger, then it obviously will kick you awake. And this is one other fascinating fact. Your ears also play a part in transmitting taste signals to your brain, and they play an important role in you enjoying food. So whenever you go out to lunch today, you have your ears to thank for that. But sound travels at a speed of about 1,130 feet per second. But I want to say something to you, and many of you know this is true. There's actually sounds in the air right now. There are words that are going through the air right now. If you were to go in your car and you were tuned in to a specific channel, you would pick up that frequency and you would find out that there are words that you were not able to hear before because you were not tuned in to the right channel. In the same way, God is speaking today. God has something that he has for every single one of us, but we have to tune in to what he is saying. Otherwise, we won't be able to catch it and be able to move forward. But if God has words in the air, how many of you think Satan does also? 
Satan is actually called the prince of the power of the air. And that may scare you a little bit, but it's actually not as relevant as the fact that God is actually the king of everything. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. But he does have channels. Satan does that you can check into. When I found out the news yesterday, one of the channels that I could have gone to is the pity party channel. Some of us live there. That message keeps playing over and over and over in our heads. Some of us, we can go to the anxiety channel. We can go to that fear channel. And that message keeps playing over and over. Let me say another one. It could be the, for the kids, the, the, the disobedient channel. The hating authority channel. The hating men, hating women channel. Hating your marriage channel. I could go through many different channels of what you may be going through in your life. Here's another one. The offense channel. The gossip channel. Those are words that the enemy will love to continue to play to you. And here's what's important. He knows something that we may not know. That what we hear will actually determine the way that we live. And if we're not taking the time to hear the right things, then our life will not go in the direction that we want it to go, but ultimately where God wants it to go. In Romans 10, 17, it says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a simple passage. We've heard it so many times. But in our lives, wherever there's a lack of faith, I want to submit to you today that that means that there's a lack of hearing. That means we haven't come to the word of God because God is speaking, but hope we may not be listening. But I want to talk about seven primary ways that God speaks. I'm going to mention these real quick. The first one is this, the Bible. He speaks through the Bible clearly. We need to go through scriptures. This is where we're going to get faith. Another area that he speaks is that inner voice. Some people, they have thoughts. It's like, that's a God thought. Some of it is peace. They're following their peace that God gives them. So there's something on the inner voice. Another one is an audible voice. And we're going to talk about that today in 1 Samuel 3. Elijah's one of these where God whispered to him as well. Samuel is one of them. The fourth way is visions and dreams. We see this with Solomon, Jacob, Peter, John, Paul. So God will speak through visions and dreams. He'll also speak through visitations. Well, he'll visit you, the burning bush, the fleece with Gideon, Paul on the road to Damascus. And another one which involves all of us is he speaks through people. He speaks through preachers. He speaks through counselors. He speaks through sometimes random people that God wants to get a message to us. God will speak through anyone. And then the seventh one is this, circumstances. And that's Jonah. So God will speak in all these different ways, but we have to tune in to hear what he's saying. And in 1 Samuel 3, we see one of these stories where God speaks audibly, and we're going to dive in real quick. It says in verse 1, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of the Lord. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So we did. I don't know if you've ever had a kid come to your room, and you're like, no, you need to go back to your bed. This is what Eli's saying in this moment. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. And here's an interesting verse. It says, Samuel 
did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So this is a, a pivotal moment. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called us before. This time he repeated his name, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. So I want to talk about how we steward God's voice today. And the first point is this, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. First, I want to hit on this fact, that God is still speaking. Imagine if you had a relationship with someone that couldn't communicate or wouldn't communicate. God is still speaking to every single one of us today. We have the opportunity to hear his voice, but this time it says the word of the Lord was rare, and this word really means or precious. That means it didn't happen very often. Because of the sin that Israel was in, God wasn't speaking as often. And they didn't value God's voice, so they didn't hear it as often. See, Samuel didn't know or recognize the Lord's voice at first. And the truth is, many sincere and devoted believers have never truly heard God's voice when it comes to their situation, when it comes to their circumstance. Because the Bible will give us a general will of God, but there's a specific will for every single one of us who we're supposed to marry, what jobs to take. God wants to speak to us in all of those scenarios, in all of our circumstances. But don't feel less spiritual because you may say, I, I feel like I can't hear God or I, I haven't been able to hear God. Because it's really a matter of equipping your experience. And my hope today is that I help equip you. Because it's not a matter of devotion. John 10, verse 27 says this. This is Jesus saying, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So my sheep hear my voice. So I want to say this. Hearing God is not something you do. It's someone you are. It's not something you do. I don't have to do to hear God. I simply, if I am his sheep, I hear his voice because he's my shepherd. And it says he knows me and I follow him. So we have to be able to come to the place where we hear his voice. I was going to show a video, but we don't have the capability of it today. There's a video that's gone around of a sheep that's stuck in this long ditch. How many of you have seen this already? And it's a funny depiction because when I say we're sheep, people think, oh, that's awesome. But there's a little, there's a picture and there's this long ditch and the boy actually grabs the sheep out of the ditch. The sheep comes to the left side of it and he takes about 10 steps, takes a massive jump and dives right back into the ditch and gets himself stuck. It's the funniest thing and I was like, every pastor is like, this is what sheep are like sometimes. But I've been that way too. God's got me out, and then I've gotten myself back into some mess. But he's willing to rescue us out every single time. But it comes for us hearing his voice and following after him. That's ultimately what we have to come to, realize that we're sheep, and we simply need to follow the shepherd. So Eli taught Samuel how to recognize God's voice, and ultimately he taught him to respond. But when I say be ready, Here's what I'm saying. Have an attitude that says, here I am. Whatever you want to do, God, here I am. I'm willing to step up, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Because I love it. Whenever he heard Eli's voice, he got up and ran. How many of us, when we hear God's voice, we get up and ran, run 
to do whatever he's called for us to do. We run to him, we run into his presence to hear what he has to say and what he wants to do through us on the earth. But we have to be ready. The second thing is this, we have to remove the noise. We have to remove the noise. How many of you have ever heard the phrase, with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you? I'm sure many of us have heard it, but it's many times it's used in the context of giving. If you give, it will be given to you. But could that principle actually apply to hearing as well? I, I would say that it does, and I would actually say that Jesus uses this illustration himself. In Mark 4, 24 through 25, it says this, then he added, pay close attention or take heed to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding will be given and you will receive more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, are you listening today? Kids, are you listening? Are you with me? Even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. What do you do? Remember, we're talking about stewardship. When God speaks to you, do you value his voice? Do you steward his voice? Do you continue to walk with him through whatever you may be going through and whatever he says to you? Because right before this is a parable where he's talking about the different soils, the different grounds that you are, the grounds of our hearts, the grounds of our lives, whenever God's word is spoken. Are we shallow? Do we not have any depth? Do the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world choke out the word of God in our lives? We have to get to the place where we're willing to be good ground, so pay close attention what you, to what you hear. But the problem for many of us is that we are surrounded by noise every single day. There's not a time where we're not surrounded by noise, but it's actually affecting us a lot more than we think. Noise is actually a not-so-silent cause of stress in our bodies. People who are actually around a lot of noise all the time, their blood pressure goes up and their heart rate increases. Now I know there's a lot of multitaskers, there's a lot of people that think they're multitaskers here in this room. The multitaskers are actually chuckling right now because you're like, I got this. Whatever you say, it's not gonna affect me. But here's what scientists, whenever they did a study and they accounted for the noise factor, Whenever there was noise, when people were trying to multitask or do really any task, there was a 67% decrease in their accuracy and their precision. So the noise around us is actually hurting us more than we think. And one of the loudest noises in our lives is busyness. We're always so busy. You ask the question, hey, how are you doing? You know, I'm just busy. I'm just busy, but so many times we're so busy that we do not even have time to hear God. And if you're too busy to hear God, I will just submit to you today, you're too busy. There's 15 times in the New Testament, Jesus says this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he's not talking about physical ears, clearly. He's talking about if you really have ears to hear, let them hear what I'm about to say to them. So the question isn't, does God speak? But why is there not more hearing from God? And it's ultimately because I believe we're too busy. Psalm 46.10 tells us this, be still. And know that I am God. Is there a possibility in your circumstance, in your situation, and in your life that because you haven't ever been still, you don't know God in that area? Is it a possibility where you haven't been still long enough? Because the truth is, many of us hate silence. 
Is it awkward enough yet? Many of us hate silence. We're actually scared of it. But Samuel, when he heard God, was actually silent. He was asleep. He was alone. And he was able to hear God clearly once he separated himself. So I want to say to us today, we should be people that embrace the silence. Because it's in the silence that we can hear God's voice the loudest and the clearest. But we have to get away from the things that are the noise in our lives. Now, every single one of us has a little bit of weird. You know what your weird is, hopefully. If you don't, your, your neighbor does, your friend does, or your family does. We're all weird in certain ways, shapes, or forms. Right? Kids will probably say, hey, my parents are weird in this area of their lives. So we're all weird. One of the weird things that I do, and it's something I've started to enjoy, if you were ever to come and watch sports with me, there's something weird that happens. I never watch sports with the sound on. I never watch sports with the sound on. It's weird. It's different. But here's what I found. It's not because the commentators aren't good or I don't love the crowd noise. It's actually because whenever the sound is off, I'm actually able to pay attention to different details that I would not have seen had the sound been on. And in our own lives, if we're able to turn the sound down, if we were to do whatever we could to reduce the noise of the outside world and step into the place we're able to hear God and and really listen to what he's saying. Our lives would grow and we would change. Jesus actually does this when he heals somebody. Mark 7, verse 31 through 37 says this, Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Look at this. Jesus led him away from the crowd so that they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears, then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephetha, hopefully that's what he said, which means be open. Instantly the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, this happens every single time he says it, by the way, the more they spread the news. How could you not tell good news of what God has done? They were more completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He may, even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. So this happened in the natural, but I also want to say in the spiritual, you cannot hear without Jesus. Jesus is the one who opens our ears. But this story, just like last week's story when we saw the man being healed, these are real people. So many times we just read past the story, it's like, oh man, that's incredible that Jesus healed him. But imagine you come to Jesus, your friends bring you to Jesus, you may have never met him before, and it's like, hey, he's deaf and he, he, he can't talk. But you got to remember, he can see. Last week, the man couldn't see what Jesus was doing. Through this one, he could see. And Jesus comes up to him and is like, okay, you need your ears healed and you need to be able to speak. All right, stand still. It says he sticks his fingers in his ear. And I imagine he didn't have hand sanitizer with him. But the next thing that he does is he spits. You didn't think I was going to do it again, did you? Jesus is a spitter. I've learned this. This is why preachers spit all the time. It just happens. He spits 
Remember, this guy can't hear. I imagine he's like, oh. Ooh, further out, further out, keep sticking it out. And it says he touches his tongue. Now I wonder if it was a tip or did he touch the whole thing? I don't know what it was. The Bible's not clear. We talked about last week, don't let the means keep you away from the miracle. But this is, this is the story of what happened. And the man was eventually healed. But I love the fact that Jesus was like, I'm going to get you away from the crowd noise. I'm going to get you away from all the people because I have something special for you. And if we would take the time to get away from the crowd, we would learn and we would hear God in a way that's particular to our circumstances and the situations that we may face and give us the courage to move forward. So that's the second one. Remove the noise. Here's the third way we steward God's voice. And it's simple. It's to listen. It's to listen. Now, this happened literally yesterday, and I'm about to share this. There's times where I've heard my wife, but I have not listened to her. I don't know if any other husbands can agree, or just any people can agree. And she literally asked me the question, the terrible question, hey, did you hear what I said? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I got the gist of it, but if I didn't get it, would you just please repeat it again, just in case, because I want to be able to understand. I heard her, but I truly wasn't listening, so it's not just enough to hear God's voice, it's actually important that we listen. Luke 18 says this, so pay attention to how you hear. First it said what you hear, but now it's how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. So if you don't listen, even what you think you have will actually be taken from you. But it feels like we live in a world, social media, whatever it is, where people enjoy talking a lot more than they enjoy listening. There's a reason why God gave you two ears and one mouth. So that we listen more than we talk. In Jonah, verse 1, 2 through 3, it says this. Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness had come up before me. So he's talking to Jonah, being a prophet, saying, I want to do a work, but I need you to go. But there was animosity. They didn't like each other. So Jonah was like, hey, if Nineveh gets destroyed, I'm fine. But God had different plans. But listen to verse 3. This is after God speaks, he says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And I want to say this. Hearing the voice of God comes with the presence of God. Being in his presence is how we can hear him more clearly. He heard him, but he decided to li not to listen. And it literally says, when you don't listen to God, it's like fleeing his presence. When God says to go this way, and Jonah's like, no, nope, I'm going this way. It's fleeing the presence of the Lord. Yes, God is omnipresent, but if you want his power and his enablement to flow through your life, you're going to have to listen to what he says. But if you go the opposite direction, it's easy to feel like we aren't walking in the presence of the Lord. So God spoke with his voice the first time. And me know the story. The kids here could probably tell us the story very easily of Jonah and the fish. First God spoke with his voice. The second time he spoke through his circumstances. It changed his direction yet again. And he had to be thrown overboard and was swallowed by a fish. And God took him to Nineveh and spit him out after three days. And he went and preached. 
But his attitude was never right. He really refused to listen until he went and got in the dire circumstances. And many times we're the same way. It's not until things get bad enough that we say, you know what? I should have listened to you the first time. Maybe you had a plan all along. I tried to do it my own way, but I should have listened to you the first time. And we've all been there. So it's important that we hear God. So I want to talk about something as I, as I close. How do we know the will of God? A lot of us want to know the will of God for our lives. How do we know God's will for our lives? We have many decisions that we're making. We have kids. We have, we have finances. We have business, job, whatever it is. How do we know the will of God for our lives? I want to say this. Knowing God's will comes from hearing God's voice. John 7, 14 through 17 says this. Now in the middle of the feast, Jesus went up to the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, how does this man know letters having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Well, listen to this. It says, if, any, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. How many of you know the spiritual works different than the natural? In the natural, you know, and then you do. Right? I get as much information as I can, and then once I have the information, I'll step out and say yes. But in the spiritual, we decide, and then we know. We decide to follow God. We have the will to follow God. And here's why. Because God doesn't take applications. He takes commitments. God's not out. Fill this out, and we'll decide. Because God spoke to Jonah specifically and said, I have a task for you to do. Now carry it out. I have an assignment for you. And even for the kids here, he has an assignment and a plan for your life, and it's a good plan. But he's wanting your commitment. If you say you're a follower of Christ, as simple as hearing his voice and walking with him. But the question for all of us is, are we predisposed to hearing God's voice? To have a predisposition towards something simply means you have a tendency or willingness towards something. And here's what God is saying, Jesus is saying in this moment. Do you have a predisposition to saying yes to my will before you even know my will? Are we at the place where we're willing to say yes before we even know? That's the place that God wants every single one of us to get to where we trust him and we lay down what we know so we can have and receive everything that he wants us to have. But it's only going to come when we steward his voice by listening. I went to Oral Roberts University and Thank you. Awesome. One or two people here. I went to Oral Roberts University. And I can remember, uh, and this was a pivotal point in my life. We had chapel, I think, twice a week. And there was one specific chapel service where I was just sitting there. I promise I was probably maybe not paying attention to the speaker. Uh, but I'm sitting there in my chair, and I hear these words as clearly as if you were talking to me today. It's the only time I feel like that I've heard God audibly. And he said, you're supposed to be a pastor and you're going to preach my word. And to the point where I actually turned and looked to see if someone said something. And then, out of nowhere, the preacher was preaching a message and he stopped. And he said, there's someone here that God just spoke to. And he said that you're going to preach the word of God, and you're going to be a pastor, I want you to come down here for prayer. Some of you think, oh man, this is a God moment. I didn't want to go, and I didn't go. 
I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm an accounting major. I'm going to do business, and I'll give back to the kingdom of God. That's my plan. You may have a different one, but that's the one I'm walking down. And it happened several different moments later in my life. There were other words that were given. I just did not want to do it. From what I had seen in church at the time growing up, I was like, church isn't healthy. I had church hurt that wasn't healed. So I did not want to say yes. I was actually fleeing from the presence of the Lord, trying to go my own direction in my own way. And there was a time I started several businesses with some business partners, and I, I came to the moment, and I had this conversation with them. Because things just weren't struggling. You know, there's, sometimes you have a, a, there's a, God's anointing you for something. And he's, at that point, it was just a struggle for me. I enjoyed business. I enjoyed entrepreneurship. But I knew what God had called me to. And I said to them, I feel like you guys need to throw me overboard. I feel like I need to actually step out because I'm keeping you from what God has for you. Because I'm not stepping into what God has for me. It was a pivotal moment in my life. To where they did, they did throw me out and they're actually doing great. They're some of my best friends still to this day. I stepped down because I knew I wasn't walking the way that God had for me. I had heard him, but I wasn't willing to listen until that time. And things weren't going the way that I thought they would go. But when I made that decision to say yes to God, he began adding piece by piece by piece to my life. Later on that year, I actually met my wife, Elaine. And that started the journey, and now I'm a pastoring, and obviously now we're here in the Houston area with a mission to really reach this city and to reach the world with what God is doing here. But it didn't come from me just hearing God's voice. It came from me being willing to listen to what he said. And as I listened and sought his kingdom first, he began to add all these other things to my life. So we need to come to the place where we listen. I want everyone here to bow their heads and close their eyes. Some of you today may be in that place like Jonah. You feel like God's, you've heard God's voice, but you, you're running from him. You haven't listened. I wanted to tell you today, God is a restoring God. He restored me and he can restore you. You may be watching online today and you're like, hey, I need, I need to have a heart to be ready. To have a heart that says, God, here I am. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do. I'm predisposed to say yes to you. But every single week we ask this question. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? God wants to speak to you. We have to be God's good stewards of what God is saying. Because the world needs a people who follow after God and are willing to listen to what he has to say. So I want to encourage us today. Tune in to what God is saying. Take the time, set it aside. Don't be so busy to not take the time to reduce the noise and remove the noise that's around you so that you can be with God. In a moment here, I'm going to pray and we're going to go into another time of worship. But I really want you to really hold on to this time. God can even speak to you during this moment. There may be some things that you need to lay down. There may be some things that he's told you before that you need to begin to walk out. And where you are today, whether you're here or whether you're online, you can say, yes, God, I'm willing to follow after you. Whatever your will is, the answer is yes. Let us be those types of people. So, Father, right now, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're a God who still speaks. You're a God who still desires to have an intimate relationship with your people. And I just pray right now for your hand to be upon us that 
during this week, throughout this month, throughout this year, Lord God, we would hear your voice, that you would open up our ears, that we would hear you clearly, that we would walk in your will, that we would walk in your ways, and that we would bring other people into that to see what a mighty God we serve. And I thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Let's all stand to our feet right now. We're going to go into another time of worship, but let's enter into God's presence. Let's lean into God's presence. I believe that he has something for special for every single one of us. Love you. Thanks for joining us today. If you live in the Houston area or are in town for a visit, we would like to invite you to join us for a service. For service times and location, or more information about Gateway Church, follow us on social media or visit our website, gatewayhome.com. Have a blessed week.